You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. It's January and we got all this to talk about. <laughs> Not that I'm pissy. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football. Bring you the latest in CFL news and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hook! Yeah, we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. It's Travis Curra and Brazilian Thai, our second show of 2022. My mom's birthday is uh, coming up on Saturday, so happy early birthday to her. I ended up baking her a cake the other day, Ty. So I share this photo online. Apparently, I need to hire my wife as a personal photographer. She does. It's have all t- about angles. That, exactly. She's got talent with composition and angles, and she made me look like I lost about 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look. You look good. Not as good as the cake, but. That's because if that, I cake had known, caramel. that cake had caramel on it, and I'm a sucker for caramel. So. If I would have known that people were just going to make comments about that, mm-hmm. I would have washed my hair and styled my beard. But No, you wouldn't have. That's a good point. You're, you're married. Like <laughs> You and Grant Biebrick just don't care what you look like when you go outside when it's cold. Like, you have no shame. <laughs> well, then if, if I put nice scented stuff in my beard, my wife says, who are you trying to impress? All exactly, right. <laughs> and it's usually if it, you usually do that if I'm coming to town. <laughs> so, full disclosure, I have lost some weight, but I don't look as good as the picture. So, <laughs> my wife and I decided. Don't, don't worry, I found it. You found it? Oh, my weight! I found. Thanks, yeah, buddy. I found it. <laughs> yeah. Taking care of it for you for a bit. <laughs> and she, uh, she said, "Man, you got to get to work to look like the picture." So. My uh, my shortbread cookies for breakfast today, not a good start. But I, I had sugar cookies and two bottles of Coke, so I didn't I mean, have not the Coke, that much so better. Maybe I'm ahead of yeah. you there. Maybe. <laughs> hey, my theory is we're a month past Christmas. It's time to get the sugar out of the house. So Impossible. <laughs> it just keeps coming back in. I, I... Yeah. It's like a cockroach. <laughs> I don't know how it works. In the huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out podcast. With a pod power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a pod power shout out to Your Forest, a podcast about the natural world. Hear stories about the environment, renewable resources, conservation, forestry, hunting, fishing, and more. This is a podcast for those who can't live without the joys and wonders of all wild things. Find Your Forest wherever you get your podcasts or at yourforestpodcast.com. That's yourforestpodcast.com. All right, we got a laundry list of items to get through on the show. We'll start with Hall of Famer, CFL legend, Don Southern passing away a couple of weeks ago, 85 years old, won four Grey Cups in the 60s, became a coach after that, didn't want to do the show without uh, 
mentioning Don Southern. I love those days, Ty, like guys that were playing defensive back and kicker at the same time. I, yeah. I, I feel like Chris Jones might be uh, doing some of that stuff now that he's back in Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, except back then they did it out of necessity. Yeah. Now it's just because he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, roster sizes of about 27 people. <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 or also don't forget that Southern was a stealer as well. I mean, that's worth noting. Back in uh, Ty's glory days in the late 50s. Yeah. <laughs> when the NFL was like barely a thing. Oh, when football players were football players. No offense to the current uh, players, but back then, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that that was... That was a different game, Yeah, I think it's safe to say. <laughs> yeah, clotheslines and DDTs were encouraged back then. Yeah, I, I watched the 30 for 30 on the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> it, my God. That's good stuff. <laughs> okay, I already mentioned Chris Jones. We, we might as well make this a Turf District episode, just like uh, uh, our friends, well, at least up the QE2 for me, East on Highway 16 from you, where you're currently recording. Also a part of the Alberta Podcast Network and Canadian Football They're Podcast They're west Network. of me. West of us. They're west of us no matter where you are. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're not east of me. They're west of me. Oh, yeah. Man, I thought it was a west of us joke. I am, I am at home, Travis. You are at home. And even if you were at work, they, were, they would be south of you. So let's just move yeah. along. <laughs> uh we knew Chris Jones was going to make news. Mm-hmm. and uh, Whether it be good or bad. That's true. He's already been uh, molding this roster, and he's been grabbing players that are familiar to him. And uh, Question. What? Is he molding this roster in 2022 or 2017? <laughs> hey, if this is 2017 or 15 or 14, this team, you might as well guarantee him a Grey Cup. Or at least the, at least the host in the West final. Yeah, exactly. So they have extended Jordan Hoover, who has been there already in Edmonton, Canadian member of the secondary. They, they make a trade. Mike Moore off to Montreal in return for offensive lineman Tony Washington, who was formerly in Edmonton, a Grey Cup mm-hmm. champ in 2015. Now, also re-upping some Canadian receivers in Tavon Smith and Mike Jones. Mike Jones ended up surprising a few people uh, last season, but I think Hamilton fans knew, hey, that guy can uh, that guy can make plays, and sometimes he was the only receiver making plays. And, and we had mentioned that as well. He was so buried down the depth chart, yeah. uh, you know, being the third, fourth, fifth look uh, in any number of plays and play sets that it was hard for him to to put up a lot of numbers, but we, we kind of knew what he could do because every now and then he would yeah. absolutely burn defenders. James Wilder Jr. returning to Edmonton for another season. Just the way that Vaccinated. Last, last year ended, I wondered if he was not going to be back and they were going to move forward with Walter Fletcher. So that kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. And every player in camp will be vaccinated now because <clears throat> James Wilder Jr. now is his first shot. So, I mean, all those questions are out the window. Uh, as for, you know, the drama and everything that would kind of surround this team last year, I don't know if that was just, you know, with with everything that was going on off the field. Yeah. Probably didn't help. 
so this year I think it'll be a little more structured and, and hopefully we don't have the disruptions like they did in, in 2021. Uh, you know, and the numbers that James Wilder was putting up early in the season, if that would have carried through, it would have been absolutely wild the year he could have had. He also ended up signing, well, Caleb Hawley, and then also two veteran receivers. <laughs> One, Darius Bowman, who has not played since 2018. He turns 37 in July. One, Manny Arsenault, who is... A BC Lions legend, I think it's fair to call him that, over 8,000 receiving yards. Yep. He turns 35 in September. Played in 2019, but ended up uh, hurting his ACL with, or maybe that was coming back off the ACL with the Riders, mm -hmm. and then didn't play in 2021, but <laughs> he's going to be in Edmonton. What do you make of these signings? I, I, I think Wild. I think Jones likes his big receivers, and those guys kind mm -hmm. of fit the bill, but I can't see both of them playing throughout all 2022. Are they going to be playing DB? I know it's an old joke, and I've recycled it, but... <laughs> we can continue to recycle that because Jones has also been talking to Deron Carter. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> okay, so my question is, after Arbuckle gets blindsided in week one and is knocked out for the first six, seven weeks in concussion protocol <laughs> because his left tackle probably <laughs> let somebody through, oh, who's going to throw them the ball? This is this is fascinating, and I'm just glad Chris Jones is doing it. I, I, I want to watch this. He, he, somehow? It's a bad car wreck. Somehow he manages these big personalities. Guys want to play for him. Does he, though? Well, he did Deron Carter for about a year and a half. And then it kind of hit the yeah. fan and he got released from Saskatchewan. So I'm kind of surprised that that conversation is happening anyway. <laughs> Man, I... The, the, the two sports franchises in Edmonton that I follow the most have the last week, last two weeks have been, they've been so bad, but yet so good news wise. Yeah, exactly. It's January and we got all this to talk about. <laughs> Not that I'm pissy. <laughs> you know, I will say this, the new president and CEO that the elk signed that seems like an absolute home run by this franchise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I didn't know too much about Victor Kui uh, before he was hired in Edmonton. But the CEO of, was it one championship in Asia, one of the biggest mixed martial arts properties there? Mm -hmm. um, born in Edmonton, understands what the team means to the city. He's already been asked... Things like, are you are, are you willing to bring back Dwayne Mandrusiak? And he says, yeah, I, I will consider. We'll talk about bringing him back to complete his 50th season. I think that would go a long way mm -hmm. to uh, building trust in the fan base. And this guy, his resume is about a mile long. He's coming to Edmonton. The fact that they were able to bring him there, I, I think is amazing by this team. And... He's got a big job ahead of him, of course, but this looks like the guy to do it. 
Mm-hmm. And like you said, he's from Edmonton. Yeah. And he's, he he's knows... coming back for family. His dad's uh, encountering yeah. some health issues right now and wants to surround his dad with love. It, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like he wants to be there. And he, he's the, not. The stars kind of aligned in that sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, he knows what this team means to the community and, and how big of a part of the community they have been. Um, like you said, and and we've said it, that, that Mandrusiak thing was the beginning. That's where this all kind of started. And then it just snowballed. If, if And he even said they're going to do their due diligence. I'm, like, they're not just going to blindly bring him back. Yeah. I'm sure they're yeah. going to make sure that, you know, he didn't do something to warrant it. I, I highly doubt he did, but uh, to warrant getting let go. And, you know, if he if they are able to bring him back, like you said, it's going to start rebuilding trust. The, the fan base is going to see, you know, maybe maybe this guy kind of gets it. Uh, and I think he obviously does. So, you know, good news for this team this early in the year and, you know, kind of the new news cycle for 2022 uh, is a very big positive sign. Let's move to the champs where... <laughs> Just like 2019, some doubt that Winnipeg was going to be able to extend a lot of those key players, and here we are again. Of course they did. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they extend Patrick Newfeld on the offensive line, the special team's ace, Mike Miller. Canadian. He's the best, best, best special teamer in the CFL, just ask Glenn Suter. Yeah, absolutely. Canadian linebacker Jesse Briggs, one of the best linebackers, well, the most outstanding mm-hmm. defensive player, Adam Big Hill, the MOP. Zach Caleros, now the CFL's highest paid player and offensive lineman, Stanley Bryant. Wow. I think one of the big questions, obviously, is Andrew Harris. He is Mm -hmm. still not re-signed, and I think it's kind of up to him. (laughs) Uh, He uh, is going to decide, and I think as long as he's healthy, he can obviously still be effective in the CFL, especially behind that offensive line and especially, you know, the way that that offense has been designed. But if, if he doesn't come back and they go with Brady Oliveira and Augustine. They, they might have to just with what Kalaros is making. That's what, that's kind of where I'm leaning because he obviously highest paid player in the league and they've got yeah. expensive players in Jefferson and Big Hill and, that, that offer, that offer had to come in at that offer had to come in at over five hundred and fifteen thousand. Yeah, maybe maybe they know that Harris is leaning towards not coming back, or they're going to tell him they that. Don't I don't know. Back. Yeah, I mean, you you bring back Andrew Harris, you're pretty much resigned to the fact that he's going to miss time. Kind of seems like, it's, like it's, it. It's, it's getting to that point. Well. You look at the workload that he has had mm-hmm. over the past half decade compared to probably any other running back in the, the CFL. He ends yeah, because up, the guys that get those workloads aren't aren't in the league anymore. No, they're not. He he turns thirty five here in April. He had yeah. two hundred and thirty nine carries in twenty eighteen. Two hundred and twenty five carries in twenty nineteen. He was over two hundred with BC in fifteen. And he was right just under 216 and 17 with Winnipeg. And that doesn't include the receptions he's made. In 2019, he had 70 catches. 2017, 105 catches. Like, this guy has been touching the ball a lot. 
There's only one way that you can carry the ball that many times. And uh, you can just read And it's not the naturally. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. Um, I, I think that maybe we see a couple of their players end up in the National Football League. We've already seen it mm-hmm. with one defensive lineman, Jonathan Kongbo, signed with the Denver Broncos. Uh, DeAndre Alford, the all-star rookie cornerback, signed with Atlanta. They, they've also worked out Kenny the King Lawler. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up somewhere. They uh, ended up releasing Drew Desjardins on the offensive line, who's been getting workouts across the mm-hmm. NFL. So there could be four or five players that uh, are off the books just because they went to the mighty National Football mm-hmm. League. Well, I mean, you can't fault the guy. No, they're no, going to make can't. more money on an NFL practice roster than they will, uh, you know, starting in the CFL in some some spots. And we, and we also talked about it last episode where with this NFL window and, and the chance of guys being able to go down there, it's another, it's something else to compete with, not just other teams when it comes to free agency and re-signing your guys. Uh, so it's going to be the GMs that are able to best, they're the best able to uh, negotiate that window and, and that opportunity. I wonder if backup quarterback is a position of consideration for the Bombers. <laughs> we saw how it went when they had to put the backup in last season. It didn't go well. Uh, Kalaros. You can bring in a backup quarterback, but it doesn't get any reps. It, it, it's not going to help you. Well, it, it it almost won the Ticats the Grey Cup. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. But it became very valuable on the biggest day of uh, of the year in the CFL. Like, are you are you done considering that uh, Kalaros is one hit away from being done? He doesn't get hit with that offensive line. He could. He could. A couple more games against Hamilton, and you know who. Hey, 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 hey. I, I oh. have been told to tone down the Hamilton hate. And then I brought it back. I, I... <laughs> and then you bring it back. So this wasn't me, uh, but I will agree. Um... <laughs> I deeply and sincerely apologize for that. <laughs> no, you don't. Hey, we saw what happened to both Michael Riley and Bo Mitchell when they got the massive contracts. I, that was going to be my next thing. Is like they're gonna, You're now the highest paid player. Well, that's going to affect what everybody else is getting paid. But at the same time, you know, if they give Caleros that money and they pay the money, uh, they spread the money out, you know, to the other guys. But I mean, if they can focus on keeping him healthy with that offensive line, you can pay a little less, and that's where you know, not re-signing Andrew Harris comes in. They can pay less at that running back position. They might be able to find some deals, uh, wide receiver wise, uh, where you know they're not going to be reliant on a six game stint for somebody to 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 be under the cap the reason i ask is because there's been rumblings that chris strevler might return to the canadian football league he's still getting workouts in the nfl i think most recently with the new york jets oh my god please <laughs> let that happen <laughs> but i i think that i i wonder if he would would he command starter money? I think he would command more than what your normal backup would get paid. You, you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay him as much as you pay Nick Arbuckle. Because what's Arbuckle making? Just just sell to three hundred thousand. There's no chance. 
Like, is that the you can't is, is that the bargain bin Ottawa quarterback, one hundred and fifty thousand dollar Chris Strickler? If, if you're going to do that, you might as well bring back you know who and make him your starter. <laughs> Don't make me say it. Nichols or Davis, which one? Yes. <laughs> Davis, by the way, already released by Ottawa. They've had they had they have made a few signings. Jacob Ruby, he was surrounded in controversy by <laughs> his own doing. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. say when he was in Edmonton, uh, and Nate Bahar re-signed in Ottawa. But uh, there's going to be some changes there, mainly at quarterback, and there are some pending. Free agents still around at quarterback. The aforementioned Chris Streveler, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, Jeremiah Mazzoli. One of those guys end up uh, being the starting quarterback for Ottawa in a few months here. I, I think that's a pretty safe bet. I don't see Mazzoli going back to – well, there's no way now. Um, yeah. You know, McLeod Bethel-Thompson's going to get screwed around by Toronto and re-signed and then cut. I'm sure twice before the season starts. Uh, does he want to go through that again? Or I mean, if if you're McLeod Bethel Thompson and his his team, like his his agent and whatever, you, you want to stay in Toronto. You don't want to go to Ottawa. Uh, you know, you, you hosted a playoff game. You you're starting to to build that you know that consistency as a franchise. You don't want to leave that and go to an absolute dumpster fire right now. Yeah. Um. I mean, they can't be as bad as they were last year, but you never know. So like, I think he stays put. I think it's Masoli that goes because they'll be able to pay him. It's just a matter, well, they've got a new GM at the helm with Sean Burke. Uh, mm-hmm. Is he going to be able to open up the purse strings a little bit more than uh, what Marcel Desjardins was allegedly not if, allowed if, to If Oseg wants to win, they're going to have to. Yeah. Look what Toronto did. They made all the signings, and yeah, they, they didn't mm-hmm. quite make it to the Grey Cup. But it worked. First in the division and hosting the East Final. McLeod Bethel-Thompson probably has to work on the touchdown-to-interception ratio. uh, Mm -hmm. 12 versus 11 in 2021. But in 2019, 26 versus 13. Obviously a lot better. It it can be done. Yeah, it can be done. We got to talk about BC. They (laughs) called it. You did both on text message and and I think out loud on the podcast you have mentioned mm-hmm. whether Riley was going to return and reading articles there were questions about this going back to November when Riley wasn't even at the end of season press conference which was mm-hmm. kind of weird telling. kind of weird for a starting yeah. quarterback and you know and the, even just weird for Michael Riley yeah yeah Tough last year for him. Tough, tough few years, I think, in BC. And I don't think mm-hmm. it's kind of went the way that obviously he thought it was going to go. He ended up got getting the hell beat out of him, especially at his age. Like you gotta, you gotta think. Like now, I'm only a few years younger than him. Oh. Every time I get hurt, it or hit or fall or whatever, it hurts for three times as long as when I was young. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> I put my back out playing video games. Like I, <laughs> I couldn't imagine getting hit by a 300-pound defensive lineman. <laughs> so I think the hits piled up and then tragically lost his mother. And mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it just piles up for you, and some things are bigger than football. Not many, but some things yeah. are, Ty. <laughs> oh, for sure. And, I mean, the, at the, the rate or the, the direction that that team was going, I mean, if he sticks around, I don't know how much better they get just because of the money he was making. Mm. So, like, do you want to show up to work every day, get the hell beat out of you, and win six games? Makes sense. You know, and and what what the family stuff, like you said, with his mom passing and and all that stuff, like it, it it's just he he knows when it's best time for him to walk away, and I I think that the writing was kind of on the wall that you know it was probably going to be not a fun if not a fun year, and if you're not having fun, um, you know that's when a lot of guys know it's time to walk away, and the body can only take so much, um, you know it's a lot of money to walk away from, but I mean I I can't fault him one bit. Well, and he he powered through injury all twenty twenty one. That that elbow, I don't. His th- whole career, really. yeah, that's true. And it's the the elbow was never right. Uh, he just turned thirty seven this past week, mm-hmm. and uh, Ty, I'm I'm comfortable calling him a Hall of Famer. Are you? Hundred percent. That, that that might be recency bias. I don't know, but right, right, but. At the same time, maybe our my, maybe our standards do need to change a little bit as well. But 2016, 17, 18, 18 games played all three years, mm-hmm. over 5,000 yards. Keith Yandel of the CFL. Yeah, 88 touchdowns in those three years. In 2015, winning the Grey Cup with Edmonton. Mm-hmm. That was special. He, he only played 10 yeah. games. Got hurt at the beginning of the year, comes back around Labor Day, and they never lose again. And yeah, it was a crazy run. I remember being in Winnipeg for that and everybody on the team being loose and having fun and the focus and how, how much fun was that walkthrough? It was awesome. <laughs> it was colder than hell, but like you just felt like after that, like this is a team. Yeah. And and he was in the middle of it. I'll be honest, that was the first Chris Jones led practice I ever attended, and it was a lot different than what I expected. It's probably the last two. Yeah. <laughs> a lot different, but Mike Riley yeah. uh, was was uh, a lot different than the rest of the team. The focus he showed, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think he's a classy guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was the Grey Cup in Edmonton, twenty eighteen, and. Oh. I I had already gone home. You, I had you were enough. long home, and this is. I think was that the ambient night. Yeah, it was. That might have been. <laughs> Definitely was. Oh, two thirty in the morning after the Spirit of Edmonton. I'm in the hotel lobby. It, it must have been after the Player Awards. Riley walks yeah. in to the lobby with Odell. Yeah, with Odell, and I'm just shooting the breeze with some Bomber fans and. We all asked him for a picture. Odell didn't want to be in it because Odell was in BC and he was tampering to get Riley to BC. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty clear. <laughs> so Odell took the person's phone. But yet, but, but yet Lucky and, Whitehead goes to a playoff game in Winnipeg. Well, that, that's got to be mentioned. The Lions extend Lucky Whitehead. Mm-hmm. So maybe that wasn't a big deal with him wearing the toque. <laughs> maybe not. Still wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, yeah. If I was BC, we might see a different 
receiving core in BC. Brian Burnham has, as of this time, not been re-signed. Lucky mm-hmm. Whitehead given some cash. The highest paid player, highest played receiver in the CFL. We've got Brian Burnham turning 32 here this spring. But, man. But, and that seems young to me. Like It feels like Burnham's been around forever. It kind of does. In 2016, 1,392 yards. 2017, 1,202 yards. 2018, 1,029 yards. 2019, 1,492 yards. This past year, he was 35 yards short of 1,000 yards in a shortened season. And- in 14 games. like Yeah. He averages over 15 yards a catch in his CFL career. I think he deserves money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if he sticks around in BC, but you got to think with Riley retiring, Lamar Durant released the expensive Canadian. Maybe they the money got will money be there. to pay Burnham. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what Rourke's contract is, but he's not making starter money yet. So they they can put a team around him and that, that could be their window with, with Rourke being young and cheap. It might they might have to take a run because, you know, if he turns out to be like a bona fide number one guy and like one of the best quarterbacks in the league, I'm not saying, you know, one of the nine best, I'm saying like top four, top three, they're gonna end up having to pay him and they're gonna not be able to put the guys around him. Uh, that they are able to, you know, this year and maybe next. Like, it, I know it sounds like a quick turnaround, but with the money there, it's a lot easier. You have to think the Lions are probably a team that are in the market for a, another quarterback with some experience. A vet, but but I think that they said Rourke is their one A. They basically have, yeah. Which is so kind of funny. You see how Rick Campbell handles that situation versus Chris Jones, who's making no promise. <laughs> Already restructured Arbuckle. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. going to earn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's like, then what'd you pay, what would they pay me this money for? Yeah. I got to earn it. <laughs> it's like me at work. What do you mean I got to work? <laughs> Hey, if you if you look at BC's uh, coaching staff too, they got some good defenders there. As John Bowman, the uh, legend from yep. Montreal, signed on in their defensive line coach, uh, he knows a thing or two about playing D line. A little bit, yeah. Might be able to actually help the offensive line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He'd still be able to do some drills. I'm thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also, like touching on that, Mike Riley asking about the Hall of Fame. He's so good with the media, which I think is going to have a huge influence. Yeah, on him the getting voters in will quickly. Say, hey, this guy, uh, we love talking right? to this guy, and he makes my job easy. So, yeah, get him in yeah. the hall. <laughs> yeah, it'll be quick once he's eligible. Let's go uh, back to the Prairies where the Riders have made some signings. A.C. Leonard, two-year deal, the uh, sack leader from 2021. Uh, on the defensive line, Charbel DeBeer, that guy. <laughs> uh, they've got some monster defensive linemen there. Um, mm-hmm. offensive line, they've extended Taron Vaughn, who ended up missing last season with the shoulder injury, and Natai Rogers is coming to Saskatchewan. Mike Adam re-signed in Saskatchewan, and uh, this is cool. Jacob Dearborn's actually going to be in Beijing for the Olympics. What are those next week? He's going to be uh, doing the whole bobsled thing. 
takes a special mm-hmm. person to fly down a ice track in one of those things. <laughs> it's a lot better than that's true. Skeleton. That's true. You're, I guess, a little bit more protected. I, I guess yeah, you, you just duck. <laughs> Jamal Morrow is sticking around in Saskatchewan. Kyron Moore probably not. Well, not going to be ready for the beginning of the year with that knee no. injury that happened to him late in the season. And they have re-signed Shaq Evans. There are a couple question marks that I have about the Riders. I'm wondering about Duke Williams. Kyron Moore not going to be ready to start the year. How do you not re-sign Duke just based on the onside kicks? (laughs) Solely based on the onside kicks. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) He might be uh, waiting to see this whole negotiation window for free Mm -hmm. agency starts this weekend. Maybe he wants to see what uh, he can make. Maybe he wants to go play uh, back with his uh, buddy Jones in Edmonton. I don't know. Well, he never did play with Jones, but uh, maybe there are some opportunities in Edmonton to uh, be back in his old stomping grounds. But with Kyron Moore not ready to start the season, Shaq Evans struggling to end 2021, I I think a lot of fans think Duke's a – significant signing for them mm-hmm. oh 100 percent um you know big body make makes plays he showed that you know in the lat in the last bit of the 2021 season uh and like you said there's holes right now with with injuries and guys not going to be ready um so the riders have to look at that and be like you know we need not necessarily throw all the money at them but they need to be willing to you know negotiate and they might have to overpay to get some guys in but because they know uh, you know, with a guy like Fajardo, who's only going to get more expensive, probably unless, like, I don't know if it was kind of a sophomore thing this year or what it was, a little bit of a backwards, but, you know, I, I don't see him apps crapping the bed and becoming, you know, an also ran. So you, you got to think he's going to get more expensive at some point. Uh, you know, guys like Shaq Evans, you've got them now. I mean, your window only lasts for so long and they got to be willing to pay some guys to come in because they're going to have holes and, you know, team like, especially in that West division, if you got, if you got weaknesses, teams are going to pick those out real quick and you're going to be digging yourself a hole early on in the season and not be able to get out of it. I do like Mike Adam being back. He mm-hmm. was, was injured for half of the year last year, the Canadian playing safety, but, Look, I don't know if this is Luchez Purifoy's uh, real Twitter account, but and I quote, I know my worth. Don't play with me when it comes to this, Mm -hmm. especially when I'm the most versatile defensive back in the league. I don't know if that means the right is on the wall for Purifoy in Regina, but I'd say he's one of the most valuable players on that team Mm -hmm. over the past couple seasons. He can return kicks. He plays just about every position on the defense. I I, I think it would be a big loss if yep. they couldn't get him back. Yeah, it would be a huge loss for that defense. Like, playmaker, uh, you know, like you said, very versatile, played safety, played defensive half, can play the corner. Uh, you know, and, and if there's one thing we know about Florida Gators is that you don't <laughs> mess with them because you will get messed up. <laughs> And they can cover up. They can cover up a lot of di- a lot a lot of of bad stuff. Like <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't push Purifoy too far if you're the Riders. Pay him. 
just pay them. Yeah, no questions asked. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Hamilton a little bit, who, yeah, they did decide. It, it appears to go with Dane Evans at quarterback, and they've been able to re-sign some pretty valuable players in Chris Van Zyl and Brandon Revenberg on the offensive line, Tunde Adelike in the secondary one of the best DBs in the CFL, Canadian or not. It does help that he's got that Canadian passport. Poppy White re-upped in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And rumors that Delvin Bro could be making a CFL comeback, one of the best shutdown corners in the league over the past little while here. 32 years old, didn't play in 2021. Who knows if he'll be back with Hamilton, but that could be a big addition to the defense if He's still playing up to his standard. Yeah, if he's the Delvin Bro we saw in 2019, or is it 2018? Oh, any year that he played in the CFL. Yeah, (laughs) really any year. If if he is the same Delvin Bro, then no no matter who gets him, they're going to be getting a hell of a player. Yeah, he's got NFL talent and uh, Mm -hmm. kind of mishandled. In the NFL yeah. where the guys, you know, kind of playing, break his neck and they didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he he played four seasons in Hamilton, 18, 19, 14, and uh, 13. That little break there between 14 and 18 were spent in the NFL before coming back to play for the Cats. Montreal ends up making some signings. Receiver Dante Absher and uh, defensive lineman Nick Usher. Also, Mario Alford, who has the potential, I think, to be the best return man in the CFL. And that ended up being a big loss, Mm -hmm. I think, for them when he ended up getting hurt last year because it ended up being kind of a rotating door at return. Keystone Cops. (laughs) Yeah. When they couldn't have a solid return man, it just was not going well for Montreal. And. And of course, and that gets exacerbated by Vernon Adams Jr. Yep. getting hurt. Yep, and it, it just all snowballs. How about Calgary? Who, <sighs> if you notice the the sort of pattern here with what the Stamps are doing, they're keeping the trenches intact. Uh, Mike mm-hmm. Rose and Derek Wigan on the defensive line. Ryan Skevier, Sean McEwen, Zach Williams on the offensive line, and they also bring back the Bone Crusher. Derek Dennis uh, to the offensive line. I, I just love talking about this guy, not only because he mm-hmm. was out two and out live two in in Calgary, eating brisket on the stage with me, uh, but a, a guy that is passionate. Pulls no punches. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and he, he looks good in red and white. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the Horseman Radio folks get him on again because. <laughs> yeah. He says what he thinks. <laughs> He's a guy, and like, I know there are a lot of people that I'm going to mention this podcast, and they're going to be pissed off, but I really don't care. Spit and Chicklets, when they get guys on that are retired and they're not in the league anymore, the stories are way better. It is. When they're playing, it's nothing. Like it's Right? You can't, you can't go too far. You can ask about their college stuff and junior and what happened there, but you can't get anything about the guys. You can't get a lot. About guys they've played with and and their and that kind of stuff. When Dennis is done, <laughs> like I feel like we need to reach out, and it could be like a four part series. 
<laughs> yeah, he says a lot now. Never mind the retired yeah. Dennis. <laughs> I want to know everything. <laughs> They've also uh, been able to bring back Renee Paredes. I, I think there was a lot of questions around him if he was going to return mm-hmm. as a kicker for the Stamps. Rough end in the West semifinal for him. I'm sure he's going to want to get uh, a few of those kicks back. Absolutely. He's got to get his average backed up before he retires. Yeah, exactly. And receiver Kamar Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he gets That's the, a big keep. If he gets to play with uh, Bo Mitchell again. Yep. You know what is crazy, Ty? He's never had a 1,000-yard season. Because he gets hurt. Yeah, he's never played over 11 games. In 2018, he played 10 games and had 944 yards, and that was that catastrophic injury in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. And the fact he was able to come back and play the way he did last year yeah. was amazing. And I hope he's healthy in 2022 and he can get that 1,000-yard season and more, obviously. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. So fun to watch. And him and Bo have such good chemistry. Like If he stays healthy, I think it's no question – that he can get up around 15, 1,600 yards. Yeah, absolutely. Stampeders East, the Argos, end up uh, re-signing Boris Beattie, Devaris Daniels, and Henoch Muamba. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, mm-hmm. Linebacking core, Dexter McCoyle, he's another player that ends up retiring. That's another member of that 2015 Grey Cup team in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also end up signing... Quarterback Austin Simmons. He was the uh, quarterback that ended up playing after Chris Shreveler at South Dakota. So we're kind of moving through the uh, the the lineage of quarterbacks here. And he's 25 years old, and who is going to be the starting quarterback in Toronto? Nobody <laughs> knows. I, I think it'd be nobody pretty... knows because. Because they're going to sign somebody and cut them and have to sign them back when somebody else gets it's just, It's going to be a schmozzle. But maybe Jim Barker doesn't let that happen now. Maybe he'll have a little bit of pull in that front office. Yes, Jim Barker is in uh, the front office. I guess we can say Which, again in Toronto. That's kind of a loss, I think, for TSN. Well, I don't think Barker's going to be fighting fans after games against Hamilton at BMO Field. I think that's safe to say. I hope, I hope he does. But... <laughs> If Barker's I, I have a feeling like he would not. Oh, man, he could do some damage, I'm sure. Um, but now, you know, that TSM panel has David Sanchez, who's just going to be able to talk over Kate and everybody else and nobody there to rein him in like Jim Barker could. And, you know, Jim Barker knows the game, unlike David Sanchez. <laughs> you know what? I, I think when uh, Bone Crusher hangs up the cleats, I would love oh, him on the panel. Please. Derek Dennis, Mike Riley. And Milt can stay. That'd Milt's be so a great good. panel. Be a great panel. Man, we maybe need a defensive voice in there, but I, I think you're on to something. Nope. <laughs> Speaking of front office personnel, just like Jim Barker, interesting news that Jim Pop named the USFL Director of Player Administration. Let's just hope his checks don't bounce. <laughs> <laughs> quick and to the point that's why yeah. i like you <laughs> yeah, well, everybody's got a reason <laughs> it's usually not why they like me though yeah yeah couple uh more notes on players possibly heading to the uh 
NFL. I, I guess I didn't mention Braden Lenius of the Riders. He signed with Atlanta. Uh, Nikola yeah, Kalinich. $2,500 player every week. I know. That's sad. Nikola Kalenich of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I think the NFL probably likes his size. He is a yeah. big, big player. And the Indianapolis and I, Colts have signed him. I don't know if you saw what somebody posted on the two and out story today, but they had a great point. What does it say? That now they don't have to try to figure out if Kalinich is listed as a running back or a wide receiver for that week in fantasy. (laughs) Well, that's the truth. That's the truth. And it was me. (laughs) Oh, sorry. It was if he is listed as a running back who won't play or as a wide receiver who won't play. Yeah. Yeah. And Ty, I'm seeing this about 10 minutes ago, uh, tweeted out by Oseg. Devontae Dedman has been released to mm-hmm. pursue NFL opportunities. Usually when they release him, it means that they've basically just got to put the pen to the paper. And he's been one of the most exciting players in the CFL over the past little while. That's a big loss for the Red Blacks. <laughs> You have he was the he was basically the only bright spot they had. He was the player. Uh, yeah. yeah, you look at what he did this year, and you are naive if you thought he was not going to be getting looks down south. Speed is speed. There has been some success for CFL returners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Thigpan stuck down there with Miami for Stephen Logan. Yeah, uh, we we saw Chris Williams stick around in the C- NFL mm-hmm. for a little while. So. Deadman's got a shot. He got to try yep. to hit that guy. I, I know I couldn't if I <laughs> tried. I, I couldn't hit him in a phone booth. <laughs> Are there any phone booths around anymore? I know uh, Edgerton has one. Edgerton. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the calendar here. I believe it's February 8th that... Uh, mm-hmm. Free agency officially opens. Teams are going to be able to have a negotiation window starting this uh, this weekend. And maybe maybe the 7th we'll release the show, see where we are then, and then a couple of weeks after that recap some of the signings. And then before you know it, <laughs> we're, we're getting back. Before you know it, it'll be spring breakup. I'll be home for two months playing video games and golf and putting on all the weight that I'm going to lose from not drinking these <laughs> next two months. And then it'll be time for to start football season. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, before we go, NFL playoffs continuing, Ty? Mm-hmm. What's going to be the matchup in the Super Bowl? Rams-Chiefs. Yeah, that seems like the kind of the predictable way to go. Well, <laughs> I mean, I did. T- we did take the Chiefs at plus 925 <laughs> when <laughs> Buffalo scored with 13 seconds left wow. on Sunday. It was only for 20 bucks, but I mean... It it saved us because we had a rough weekend. I'll be cheering for the Bengals. Not watching, but silent. get out. <laughs> there is no team in the NFL that I hate more than the Cincinnati Bengals. Really, really, really. Oh, I guess they're. I thought it would be the Ravens if I had to guess. No, because the Ravens just suck now. I mean, <laughs> they didn't have they didn't have Vontaze Perfect to ruin seasons for me. So, oh, okay. <laughs> Cincinnati is just like that little brother that thinks they're good, and then in two years they'll be dog crap again. Like, just shut up, go home. 
This episode of Two and Out brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering electricity, natural gas, and internet with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, natural gas from. So Park Power has low overhead, which in turn allows them to offer low competitive rates. Reach out for a no-obligations comparison by emailing estimates at parkpower.ca. If you decide to switch, it's real easy. It's really just a change to your billing, and you can feel good knowing you're helping uh, give back to our communities with your utilities bills. Learn more about that at parkpower.ca. All right. What, what's the saying? Uh, diesel up, hammer down. Let's drive to Ottawa. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I feel sorry for the people who get stuck behind them at Kenora. <laughs> Have fun. Stay safe. Have fun doing 90 kilometers an hour with no passing lanes. I can't believe I mentioned it, but take oh, care. Why do you do this? Hopefully this gives you some content on the highway. <laughs> we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.